Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the show. Very excited to have back with me returning guest TJ Buck, local author who just released a new book, Are You Ready to Die? It is out now. I feel like we were just talking to TJ not too long ago about his last books. Very happy to have another one and uh, talk more with him. We got a lot to get into. TJ, how you doing, man? Good, Anthony. Good to talk to you, my friend. Have you been, uh, you know, like I was saying, we just had John, I guess it would have been like last fall, I think like August or September. I mean, have you pretty much just been writing since we last spoke? Is that what you've basically been spending that uh, time in between doing? You've been pretty busy with this? Well, I think I told you last time I generally start out January 1st on a new book. That's right. And then, but this one, it, the idea got in my head in like September. And it just wouldn't go away, and it was driving me nuts. You know, the story, the characters, and I'm like, I, I might as well just start. Because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to go crazy. With... So I just I started in November and just wrote it. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, I think, I think if I recall, like, I, I believe it was you. You already, didn't you already kind of have ideas rumbling in your head when we talked to you? Like, even before... Before that, I think it I think it was you who said you were already kind of thinking of the next book when you just released the last book. Yeah, I knew it. I, I, mean, I think I mentioned this in my third and fourth books. The, some books, the characters just stick around in your brain and you want to do more with them. And then once I got a hook on the story, it was just... I mean, well, if I can't sit around for three months and have this bother in my brain, so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm just going to start writing. I mean, I, I feel like for fans of your work, I mean, that's that's not a bad thing. It means we get uh, something earlier. Because really, again, I mean, we, we just had Jin talking Here Be Lions. I mean, how long how long has that one out, been out for now? I mean, has that been out for less than a year? Yeah, that came out. Well, yeah, just right at the end of May. So this, one's, this one just came out uh, April 1st, Saturday. So it was... Probably ten and a half months, which is a little wow. quicker, quicker than usual. Yeah, I mean, congrats to you. I mean, there's, I, uh, I know from talking over the years. I mean, whether it be interviews or honestly just having friends who've written books, not everybody is a uh, is prolific of a writer in that way. Where you know sometimes there's a lot more uh, space in between. So that's a that's not bad at all. You know, I mean, like like let's talk about this a little bit. The now the new book. Are you ready to die? Like. Give us, you know, maybe it's a little hard to do, you know, a little weird, like, talking about it the way, but, like, if you can summarize it a little, like, tell us a little bit about what the uh, new book is about. It's a sequel to the last book, and the main character in the last book, I, I told you last time, was a former boxer who got brain damaged in his last fight and can't remember anything. And the second half of that book was him kind of getting involved in this. A friend of his teenage daughter had gone missing, and he helps find her, and he gets involved with some of these 
unsavory characters. And during that second part of the book, he gets he asks for a favor from this uh, inner city drug kingpin who he knew before when he was a boxer and he was partying a lot. And this, the new book is this drug kingpin comes and asks him to return that favor. So he gets involved again with this kind of criminal stuff. And he doesn't really want to, but he doesn't have any choice. It's time to pay back that favor. Yes. You know, for, uh, you know, I mean, for, for one, you know, you're talking about how you normally kind of start in, uh, on January 1st and, you know, obviously that was a little different this time. How about any other ways, you know, like how was the writing process for, are you ready to die? Like comparing it to here be lions. I mean, was there any other ways where it was, was it kind of similar pretty much through and through, or did you do anything else different? Anything you've kind of never tried before writing this one? Well, what happened with this one, uh, the first draft, which came out really quick, was 315 pages. Wow. So I went back, when I went back to do the first rewrite, I realized there was a couple of really, like, long digressions. You know, I thought they were well-written and they were interesting to read, but they really didn't move the story along. They didn't, you know, move the plot forward. So I ended up just taking them out. And this is a fairly short novel for me, 225 pages. <laughs> but I think it, it, I think it, it, it made it made it an easier read and a, and a, a better read to have those <clears throat> kind of sideways storylines and just get them out of there. Taking them out of. I mean, that that kind of makes sense. I guess that's something I wouldn't think of. But I mean, when you're when you're writing a novel you know, kind of cutting out the fat, maybe even when it's done or when you think it's kind of done. Or, or I mean, I guess even in the draft, I mean, but going back in those parts where it's like, well, does this need to go in? Is this that important to the story? I guess I've never thought of that, but I guess that would be a process of it, wouldn't it? I mean, kind of going back and just cutting out what doesn't need to be there. Well, you know, sometimes you kind of get all in love with your own voice when you're writing. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, well, this is pretty good. And then you go back and you're like, well, it's kind of, takes an exit lane and goes to a backcountry road that has nothing to do with the story maybe it doesn't need to be here <clears throat> yeah i could i could and you know I, it's one of those things and that's, that's why i like talking you know to like writers and stuff because yeah it's something i guess i wouldn't think of with writing a book but that is that is very important i mean if you're going to have you know a 400 page uh, novel and you start really whittling it away maybe maybe it could be more like a 200 something page but um you know, like like for you, I was kind of wondering this too because I feel like it, it changes for people. But like for you personally, what you're a fan of reading, do you feel like what you what you like read for fun generally are like the same topics you write about, or do you feel like they're different? You know what I mean? Like what you write about is it pretty similar to what you read in your free time, or are they pretty different? Um, I read everything from you know classics. I just read Salman Rushdie's new novel, which I mean. There's nobody better alive right now. But I do read a lot of crime novels. There's a, a crime novelist from Australia named Jane Harper that I just started reading, and she is amazing. I mean, it's one of those people, you know, you, someone who writes in the same genre as you, and you read them, and you go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's really, 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 really good. <laughs> Yeah, you're right because you do you start you start doing that like if it you, you know I'm I'm sure like I mean I'm sure you still read for fun but yeah you become a little more I'm sure critical too 
if you're if you're doing it as well as not you know just not from the fan perspective but also knowing what goes into it yeah there's definitely a little more i feel like uh you know credit thrown on that way that kind of also you know i, I guess it's kind of something i'm thinking about too as you're talking about like finding new new writers and you know reading reading so many different things is there like a specific way you do you discover new writers i mean is it like like i don't know it, like i put it in this way i think of like going to a record store and just buying something off the cover like going you know going in the used bin it's a dollar or two the cover looks cool you buy it off something like that i mean do you do that with books at all is it does that kind of translate in that world do you ever just go into a bookstore and pull something off just kind of off the cover and maybe just you know this the summary of it or whatever yeah, there's really that's one of the ways I do it. I'll go over to to novel destination, you know, over on Fluvanna, news bookstore, carry runs. And I if I don't keep my eye on the clock, I can be in there for three hours. <laughs> Cause she's got the upstairs, several rooms, and then the whole basement is filled with Ooh. I mean there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books. <laughs> so I just I, I got to be careful when I go in there or when I go up to Bob's store and a good neighbor up in Lakewood, which is a great bookstore. Even if I don't have anything specific in mind, I'll just wander around and pull down stuff. And if something strikes my eye or the, you know, the description clicks with me, then I'll grab it. Even if I've never heard of the author. See, I love I love that because it does it exact. I mean, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Translate with record stores. I mean, you go in a couple hours. The more used bins you have, the longer I'm going to be in there. The cheaper the things I can find, the more chances I'm going to take. So I kind of like hearing you do the same thing with books. I, uh, I I like that. It's a fun way to discover things. But um, you know, for like writing writing books, what are like some misconceptions you think people have? Like if you if you people you talk to who who have never written who i'm sure still give you their you their two cents or their advice you know what what do you think people who have never written kind of kind of think about writing a book that's just not really accurate um there's a couple things like get some people are like oh you must be so smart and i'm like well not really it's just something i know how to do you know <laughs> yeah I mean, you, you can go back. We've talked about music a lot. I mean, you can go back. Like Robert Johnson um, probably was barely educated, if at all. But what he did on the guitar oh, yeah. was, gen- was genius. Nothing school could you can you can teach that to somebody. Yeah, there, there's I mean, no he wouldn't. That. You know, he's he wouldn't score high on the SATs, but we're still talking about him a hundred and whatever years later. So he was a genius. Were there, uh, for, for you, like, you know, talking about that, what people have, like, misconceptions, are there any that you remember having that you now look back? I mean, you almost, like, you know, maybe even laugh at yourself to think, like, you know, the first time you were, like, going to write a book, or even maybe before that, years before you even thought about writing one. Like, are there any misconceptions you remember having that you kind of, like, discovered as you were writing? Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Kemp, Ernest Hemingway is it's a god to me when i was a teenager and he still is as a writer see and you don't think and then you know when like you're young you don't think your heroes have any flaws but then i saw i watched like the pbs series about hemingway and he was you know the guy obviously had a lot of problems in his life and he wasn't always nice but he's still one of the greatest writers that ever existed do you have a? oh yeah no definitely 
They, uh, I was going to ask too, I, I think last time, if I remembered, you had a few uh, signings at Good Neighbor Bookstore. you have any uh, signings planned for the new book? Yeah, we're definitely going to do one. I've, I've been talking to Bob Lingle, who runs Good Neighbor, and we're going to set something up. It'll be in the next probably month or so, and I'll I'll probably do a couple others, maybe one at Faulkner Library, which I did last time. There seems to be, is there is there a decent, like at least with like in Chautauqua, like, I mean, is there somewhat of a uh, kind of bookstore circuit, I guess you'd say, to do signings at? I mean, are there a couple places in the area to kind of go do that? Um, right around there, there's the one bookstore in Erie. It's an independent bookstore, and they're really good. And I always I've done one with a good neighbor for every book I've had because I mean we have one really great independent bookstore and one great used bookstore, and that's about all we have here. Important to keep them alive. Very important to keep those things alive. Uh, absolutely. You know, we, we you did mention a couple, uh, you know, books you were reading at the at the moment. Is there anything else, you know, kind of kind of in that realm, like you know, recommendation wise? I, I feel like people always kind of like to hear from people with those things. But any other books you're uh, currently reading, or anything you'd like recommend to people listening besides your new book? Obviously, after they go read the uh, new TJ well, yeah, book. Yeah, I want them to buy all my books and read them first, <laughs> and then read all those first. Yeah, actually, not just the new one. Go back the back catalog. Yeah. Go back and buy them all. <laughs> um, you know, as far as crime writers, I, I, if you're a fan of crime fiction, Tana French is unbelievable. She's just so good. She was, uh, she's American, and but she went to college in Dublin, Ireland, for theater, and then she became an actress, and then she wasn't getting parts, so she wrote this novel, which was phenomenal, and she's been writing since then, and she's amazing. There's some. Um, uh, Don Wilson is one of the best in crime writers you'll ever read. He wrote a, well, he's written a lot of books, but the best is a trilogy called The Power of the Dog, which is about the Mexican drug cartels and a DEA agent. And it goes, expands like 30 years over the three books. It's not as good as it gets. And I see, and that, that's why I like these because I feel like, again, it, I mean, it's kind of like talking about earlier, where it's like if you give accolades to the genre that you write in and everything, um, you know, I, I feel like I feel like uh, definitely worth checking out those books. How about even you know, again, because it is true. I think last time I had a blast talking music with you. I always do. Uh, I mean, on the music side, I mean, any, anything you'd recommend? People, I was like asking that, like anything you're listening to at the moment, you'd recommend to people new or old. I mean, have you discovered anything this year? Any, any classics you're just listening to? People should go visit. Well, you know, the thing was, I grew up. You know, I grew up in the '70s, and I. And I basically listened to what my older brother listened to, who was two years older than me. But in 1977, I was 14 years old, and I heard Anarchy in the UK. Nice. And it just blew my 14-year-old mind completely, because I'd never heard anything. Like, nobody had. And it, that, was, that changed everything for me. And that, that, the reason I was thinking that is because of the series it was on, and whatever, Hulu, the Sex Pistols. Oh, that's I forgot about that actually. I forgot that yeah. came out. So I've, I mean, I listened to Nevermind the Bullocks on a pretty regular basis, but that just, I mean, that that was one a generational thing, you know, that where everything before was one way and everything after was another way. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It's one of those, and I think maybe me and you have even talked about this, but I mean, I, I love that record. And I mean, I didn't discover it till the 2000s when I was in high school and a teenager. So it's like, you know, it translates. It's one of those, it, it, you know, I mean, it'd be amazing. I kind of envy you to be able to, you know, say you discovered it when it came out. But I also like that, you know, it can translate generations later where it's like, oh, no, like this thing is still, it's still revolutionary. It still hits you kind of the same way. Which I, well, it's, I just, it's, it's, it's the same thing with other generations. I mean, Elvis in the fifties, the Beatles in the sixties, there was they changed everything. Well, I guess Nirvana in the early nineties. And I'm just talking rock music, not other genres music. But yeah. those are whether you like them or think they're the greatest ever, they you can't argue they changed everything. Yeah, I would I would definitely say Sex Pistols fall in that category too, where it's like, yeah, even if it's not like if for whatever reason you don't like I don't know why you want it, but if for whatever reason you don't like them, it's like you have to at least put like some respect on that name and realize like definitely a revolutionary, revolutionary band. So yes, I agree with you a hundred percent. If you have not, even if you have, that's just one of those ones to go revisit. That's just a classic. You listen to that. Listen to that while you read TJ Buck books. <laughs> Put that on in the background. Put that on, you know, a little something to listen to. Even yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure you can listen to Nevermind the Bullets and do anything <laughs> well, <do> else. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? That's a that's a uh, that's a good point. Maybe maybe not. Maybe uh, save that for afterward. Read the book, and yeah, then we, throw that on the turntable. Yeah, John Lydon's voice is going to grab your attention <laughs> as soon as he starts singing. Yeah, don't multitask. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Don't multitask that one. <laughs> you know, even even though we are talking the new book, you know, I mean, is. I was going to ask, I mean, is there anything rumbling in your head already for the next one? You know, I, I, I feel like when I talk to writers, sometimes that's jumping the gun, but I feel like a lot of times they are already thinking about the next one. I mean, is your brain on to the next one or can you take a break now? I've got a, I've, I got an idea and I'm thinking about or trying to, I don't know if I can write a, a novel with a female as the lead character. Because obviously I'm not a woman. I think it would be an interesting challenge to see if I can get it right. That would, be, you know, what? To be honest, I talked to uh, to he's not a writer either, but uh, Blake Dolly of the band The Dwarves, and he was writing a book last year from the perspective of exactly what you're talking about as a teenage girl. But he's a 55 year old man, and it was, this, and it's kind of what you're talking about the the challenge of that of like writing within a voice. You know, I guess you don't think about that, but like. Yeah, when you write a book, trying to write in a voice that is not yours, you know, writing something totally different, that seems like it would be a challenge. And I I like to, you know, really challenge myself. I mean, the the last two books have been almost entirely dialogue. And basically, one of the things I want to try to do with the first one was see if I could actually write an entire book with only dialogue. It, you can't because it's too confusing if you have more than two people in a scene, but I still was like 95% of it was dialogue. So I kind of had it in my brain that, can I really write a realistic female character that women are going to read and say, yeah, he got this, or, or are they going to say, oh, he's an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge, though, right? I mean, that, that it probably is kind of nice. I mean, being, like, how long, I know, I know you've done writing, like, I mean, as your career and everything, but like, novel wise i mean how how long have you been writing novels now per se like that form of writing for you uh he's like 10 years see like 10 years in i mean that probably is nice because i'm sure you're at a point now where like there are probably things you've developed that you're good at and skills where you know you could kind of uh 
you know, you, you could kind of settle on those or whatever, where this probably would take you out of your comfort zone, which I'm sure the longer, you know, you're right, the, the easier it is to kind of stay in that comfort zone. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't like, I don't want to fall into where it's, I'm cranking them out and I don't really think about it. I get to say I have a formula and bam, bam, bam. Cause that's a lot of what journalism is. When I work for newspapers, it's formula. No. And I don't want to get lazy, so I try to push myself with new ideas, so it makes me work. I think it'll be a good chat. It's it's interesting to me because then now if you uh, if that ends up being the next book, I mean, you coming in and us talking about that, it'll be interesting to see how it ended up translating. But I mean, that, that is kind of a nice uh, kind of new challenge for you. Is that? I mean, have you gotten? Is it basically just an idea in your head at this point, or I mean, have you put pen to paper at all with that? No, I, there's, I don't even have a story. I don't even have the lead character. Oh, okay. I just have this idea. <laughs> I think it's a... I, How am I going to get into a new book? And and this that's the first thing that kind of came to mind. Because I was talking about Jane Harper, the writer from Australia. Obviously, she's a woman. But the majority of the characters and the majority of the you know, third-person thinking are male characters. But she gets it. She knows... It doesn't seem phony. She knows how guys think. That is the sign of a good writer. That it, on a, whether it be you know to, to take it back to music as, as I always do, but like you know, I think of it in the same way as someone who can who can write an experience that sounds like their own that you assume is theirs, and then you realize it's just entirely made up. No, you know, it has nothing to do with their life. Doesn't connect to anything they've ever done. But when you listen to it or you read it, you are you are so convinced that this is autobiographical you know that kind of thing yeah and that's that's hard to do i mean the writers have to be really good to pull that off it is definitely a sign of talent i think you can pull it off i think i maybe next time we'll have you in here you know maybe we'll be uh talking about the new book with the uh, female lead in it well, you know, I guess we'll see. I might have to have a couple of uh, woman friends read it first and just to make sure. Go from there. I don't blow it completely. <laughs> well, you know, where uh, where do people go find Are You Ready to Die? Because it is out now. Where can we uh, where can we find the new book? Where can people go grab that? I did, just today I got a shipment from the publisher and I will be taking those up to the Good Neighbor Bookstore in Lakewood. You know, owner Bob Lingle again please buy your books there good store very good store it's a great store and bob's a great guy it's local it's independent amazon and barnes and nobles get enough money exactly and having said that since i make a lot of money off amazon i've got to <laughs> plug them too <laughs> plug away hey it's it's an econ market economy i gotta you know i gotta eat too yeah get those books out there <laughs> but the the both the soft cover and ebook are on Amazon, along with all my other books. Nice. No, well, and and who knows? Maybe someone's listening from uh from uh out of the you know somewhere far far away who uh, can't get here. But if you're in the area, definitely hit up a good neighbor bookstore. Definitely the place to go find that. I mean, well, the weirdest one. Another weird thing that this is kind of a tangent, but if you go to Amazon, you can track your sales. And I've sold some books in like. England and Australia and Japan. I'm like, really? Who in Japan would have any interest <laughs> in this? <laughs> That's pretty cool. It was, so it's, I was just kind of looking at it and it really kind of, especially the one Japan one. I'm like, 
I guess some Japanese people like American crime novels, apparently. This is going to be one of those things you are truly the whole, like, big in Japan saying. That's going to be you. It's going to be, you're going to, like, all of a sudden realize you have a huge fan base, like, in, like in Japan. You're going to, all of a sudden, you're going to look one day like, oh, my God. That might be where the next book signing is, somewhere in Japan. Hey, I could have an audio book live at Budokan. <laughs> yes, TJ Buck live at Budokan. Budokan. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the one you blow up on the live album, just like everyone they blow up on the live record, and everyone goes back. I'll be the cheap trick <laughs> of the 2020s. <laughs> you, you're the cheap trick of authors of. The, oh my God, I love, I love it, TJ. I love it. <laughs> Oh my God! Any, any? I mean, anything else we should? Uh, I always love talking to you. Is there anything else we should? Uh, you know, let the oh, let the people know. I'm sorry, I snorted, but that no, you're laugh. good. You're good. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? Oh, just I mean, is there is there anything else we should let people know besides the uh, upcoming TJ Buck Live at Budokan uh, eight track? <laughs> be on the lookout for it. Yes, I'll be. We'll be doing a book signing at Good Neighbor Bookstore, and I'll get that word out to everybody, and I'll get it out to you. And I'm sure Bob Bob will get it out on his Facebook page for their their bookstore, and it, that's always a good turnout. So, if anybody wants a signed copy, you'll be able to do that. If you can't get there and you still want a signed copy, get a hold of me on Facebook, and I can arrange something. Nice. It is no always uh, always a treat to talk to you. I mean, what what better way? Get a physical book, meet the author, get it signed. That is the uh, best way to do it. But TJ Buck, are you ready to die? The new book is out now, and uh, I'll be back here in a second with more for you right here on Arts on Fire. <laughs> 